0: welcome to our first full podcast we're gonna deal with reaching forward and the theme is to reach forward no matter what happens in your life and sometimes adversities come to our life but God doesn't really want us just to sit down twiddle our thumbs uh, be discouraged because sometimes in an adversity comes an opportunity as you remember when David went to fight that giant down in the valley His victory actually was in the valley because that's where he found five smooth stones. They were in that brook that was at the bottom of that valley. His adversity gave him an opportunity. When Paul and Silas were, and he reached forward and took those stones. When Paul and Silas were in the prison, they had been unjustly accused, beaten, chained up, what were they going to do? Say, well, that's it. No, they reached forward and they prayed and sang praises unto God. And the Bible says that God sent a great earthquake and that the foundations of the prison were shaken and every man's bonds were loose and all the doors were open because they reached forward. And guess what? The prisoners heard them. The woman with the issue of blood, although she was down and out in her adversity, she heard of Jesus. And the Bible said she came behind him in the press. She reached forward and touched the hem of his garment. And the Bible said that she was healed of her disease. She reached forward. And a lot of times, whether we're down and out, whether we have adversity, whether we're in some type of prison, it might be a mental prison today. Don't just sit there and take it, but reach forward. Reach forward and see what God can do. And so we're glad that you could join us today. We're just really excited about God and about what God can do. I'm excited to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's really what this podcast is about, to reach forward for God, to reach forward with God, and then to let God reach forward through you. So before we even go any further, let's pray. And we need to pray because I know exactly what I can do without God. And that's nothing. And you might say, well, preacher, you can do all kinds of things. My friends don't know God, and they can do, well, that's just by the grace of God. Because how much can you do without breathing? See, it's God that put breath in the man's lungs. And there's people in this world, they might be rich and famous and healthy, and they just drop in the prime of their life. And their heart just stops. And it happens. And we need God. We need breath. And without God, without Jesus, we can't do anything. But the Bible also says that I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. So let's pray. Pray for us that God would be glorified through this podcast. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this opportunity to glorify you. Thank you for this opportunity to have your word go forth. That through this adversity that the world is facing, that the gospel is still the gospel and that it would go forth anyway as we reach forward in faith through just a different platform of a podcast, that your word would be made known to people, that people would be strengthened in God. For heaven and earth passes away, but your word will in no wise pass away. And we ask that you would accomplish your word, your will, in this time, in this Podcast in this episode, in this service, in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your Bibles and you want to look this up, it's Acts chapter 27 and verse 29. Acts chapter 27 and verse 29. It's the historical book in the New Testament, the fifth book in the New Testament. And if you can't find it, don't worry, just press pause, go find it, and just press play. Then fearing lest we should have fallen upon rocks. They cast four anchors out of the stern and wished for the day. And looking in the middle of that verse of scripture, kind of like taking the meat out of the sandwich, and we can do that, right? Low-carb scripture. They cast four anchors. They cast four anchors. And we'd like to start a sermon series on something called storm anchors. There are going to be four podcasts in this series, and we're going to deal with four storm anchors of the believer. And in this first part, we're going to deal with the first one. We're going to deal with the first storm anchor, and that's the anchor of the presence of God. The anchor of the presence of God. And let's introduce this message. Paul was on his way to Rome to appeal to Caesar against to stand against the charges that were presented against him. And he had to take some ships to get there. And as he came to one of the places of travel that the Bible says that the time of the sailing it was dangerous because after around October the Mediterranean got uh, boisterous and there were there were bad wet there was bad weather and so Paul presented his case and said I fear that this journey is going to be a hazard to our lives and of the ship. And the centurion that had charge of Paul believed the captain of the ship and so they took off anyway. You know it's interesting. Sometimes we listen to the wrong sources. The captain also knew the sailing and maybe he just wanted the government contract. He had the Centurion and a lot of paying passengers, but they took off and and the Bible said after a short time in that voyage something called Eurocladon which was like a hurricane, a storm came upon them. And for many days and nights they didn't even see the sun. And they, they began to cast out the tackling of the ship to, to loosen it. And and they tried to undergird the ship and pass cables underneath the ship so that the ship wouldn't be torn apart. And they began to, to, to wonder if they were going to even make it out. And then it said they cast four anchors out of the stern of the ship and wished for the day. And these... Four anchors. You know, Paul had some anchors too. And these four anchors that Paul had, I believe believers. You and I, we can have these anchors in our lives. When things go crazy and when things get turned upside down, you know that Floridians, we know hurricane season, don't we? Hurricane season comes every year. Whether or not the hurricanes come, you better prepare for them because they might come knocking on your door with little warning. And welcome to 2020. We have this own different type of hurricane, and, and there are storms that come into all of our lives. It's not if the storm comes, it's when it comes. They might be a physical storm or a personal storm or a spiritual storm that tests your faith. Well, storms are coming, so let's have our storm anchors. And we find in the Word of God that, that Paul had the storm of, his, of the presence of God. And he said... And if you look in Acts chapter 27 and verse 23, he said, For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, for thou must be brought before Caesar, and, lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. The first thing I'd like to talk about in this storm anchor, which is the anchor of his presence, is the need of the presence of God. The need of the presence of God. I remember being on a ship and I, I was in the military in the Marine Corps and I was an MP Well, we went on this ship, and and there weren't a a lot of things to patrol on the ship. There there weren't a lot of prisoners to escort on the ship. So they found something for us to do. And there were some places for the Marines and sailors to eat on the ship. This was the USS Ogden. It was an older ship. And so basically they made me... uh, the mess deck master-at-arms. I was like the lunchroom monitor. And so there were lines of, a line of the Marines on one side of the hallway, a line of sailors on the other side of the hallway. And I was to call a few of them uh, at a time, and they were to go get their trays, and and there was a big uh, mess of tables down there. It was called the mess deck. And people would eat there. And because the ship sometimes got into rough seas, they had lashed the tables with this... There were ropes and different things where they had lashed... And I don't remember where they tied the tables down, but they had made this some type of uh, configuration of ropes to tie the tables down in case we got into rough seas. Well, one day we did. And I remember looking at those tables and... We caught a few big waves and, and, and the tables, they began to break loose and, and, and they began to go side to side. I don't know if there was one table that stayed bolt that, that was uh, uh, affixed to the ground. And they just all crashed around and people and food and everything else <laughs> went everywhere. You know, isn't that true in our life that we're going to hit storms? And if things aren't bolted down they're going to come loose in the storm. They're going to come loose in the storm. And it's not sometimes until a storm comes, we see how well things are bolted down in our life. Now, I was on another ship called the USS Tarawa later for another deployment, and I believe all their tables were bolted down. You could probably turn the ship upside down and the tables weren't going to move. Well, uh, it never happened that it was turned upside down but I don't remember the tables sliding back and forth either. See, there's a need for the presence of God. And it's an interesting thing. Paul, he said, there was an angel that stood beside me that night. And he said, be of good cheer. He said, I believe God. You know that when God's presence, we need the presence of God. God. It was the same presence that David said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. If my daughter gets scared, she can run, and she said, Daddy, can I snuggle you? Can I be with you? Jesus said to his disciples, Lo, I am with you, always, even unto the end of the earth. He said, I will never leave thee, leave you, or forsake you. He said, I'm with you. The presence of God is needful. We need the presence of God. The storm anchor, believer, friend, if you don't know God, you can find his presence. And it's through a simple prayer. Just saying, God, I'm inviting you into my life. The need of the presence of God. And also the witness of his presence. When things get crazy, people look around not just for an answer, But they look around to see if someone has an answer. If someone's not going crazy. All of the sailors on Paul's ship were were going crazy and doing everything they could to make things come to order. And of course the storm was bigger than their sailing expertise. But the storm wasn't bigger than God. You know that when people have the presence of God One of the results of a a transformed life is that others are led to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. When Paul and Silas were in that prison in Philippi, the jailer saw what happened and he saw that Paul and Silas uh, were acting different than the other prisoners and it, it came down to, he said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And the witness In our storm, it should show others that you know we've got something—the church, Christians, believers—we've got an anchor in the storm of the presence of God that can be a calming effect. John and Charles Wesley, uh, later the founder of Methodism, he's a well-known historical figure. He was on his way to America from England as an Anglican missionary. He was on a ship. And this is in the 1700s. And there was a terrible storm that developed when he was on his way to America. But there were also some Moravians from Germany. They were on the same ship. And, and during that storm, they were having church. They were in the midst of their worship service praising God <laughs> with much intensity just like the storm had much intensity. And John Wesley records in his Bible, in the midst of the psalm wherewith their service began, the sea broke over, split the mainsail in pieces, covered the ship, and poured in between the decks as if the great deep had already swallowed us up. A terrible screaming began among the English. The Germans calmly sung on. I asked one of them afterwards, were you not afraid? He answered, I thank God, no. I asked, but were not your women and children afraid? He replied mildly, no. Our women and children are not afraid to die. Well, you see, finally the storm subsided and in 1738, the Wesleys returned to England. You see, they were, the, they were the ministers, but there were some people that they saw. You know, sometimes you can be a minister and not have the presence of God. And John Wesley realized he was missing something, but there was a witness in that Moravian, in the calmness of the storm, that they, their women, their children, they just kept praising God even though the storm. Was raging, there's a witness in the storm of the presence of God. You can cast your anchor of the presence of God, and He's a keeping God in the middle of the storm. A few years later, John Wesley went to a, a worship service conducted by the Moravians. And it said about a, in his diary, about a quarter past nine, well, I was describing. It says, well, he was, the minister was describing the change which God works in the heart through faith in Christ. I felt my heart strangely warmed. I felt I did trust Christ, Christ alone for salvation, and, it, and felt an assurance was given me that he had taken away my sins, even mine, and saved me from the law of sin and death you know that 's interesting today that the anchor of his presence is not through church but through Christ, and that that God comes into our life when we cast all our we cast all of our cares upon him, we cast all of our sins upon him, and you know that if you have sin in your life, God doesn 't want you to confess all your sins. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10 that if we shall if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the lord jesus and believe in thine heart that god hath raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation god wants you to come into the presence of jesus christ god wants you to cast the anchor of his presence in your life. Cast that anchor of his presence. Let it be a calm in the storm. You know, sometimes God calms the storm, but but sometimes God calms his child. And maybe God is letting the storm rage and letting the circumstances rage so that, that your calmness in the storm can be a witness of the presence of God. Maybe God's doing a greater work in you the Bible said, "We glory in tribulations for tribulation worketh patience." Maybe God is showing something and helping you to grow in your life so that God can show a greater victory in the storm and through the storm than just by making the storm go away. The witness of the storm. See, we have a storm anchor which is the anchor of his presence, but but also we have the privilege of his presence. We have the need of his presence. We have the witness of his presence. Paul wasn't freaking out. He's like, hey, be of good cheer. I'm in the same storm, but the storm's not in me. And lastly, the privilege of his presence. The privilege of his presence. You know, it's a privilege to serve God. And Christians have wonderful privileges with that storm anchor of the presence of God. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? If God was right next to you, would you be able to ask him something? I remember reading and and listening to a podcast about a young lady named Jessica Buchanan. She was a worker in an NGO, which is a non-government organization in Somalia. And she was there to help educate kids about the dangers of mines, those explosives that were buried under the ground and And as she was there, she was kidnapped for ransom. And the kidnappers wanted $45 million. She and another uh, worker in the same organization named Paul Fisted were, were, were kidnapped. And they were taken out into the middle of nowhere, Somalia. And she was kept there for 93 days outside. And they would move them sometimes into different camps. And progressively, she began to get sicker. And she got to a point in January 16th and her, they, they let her have these proof of life calls. And she got to a point where she said, I am not okay, I'm sick. I'm so sick. If you guys don't do something, I'm going to die out here. And with that call, uh, it made it to the right place and the president authorized a, a rescue mission. And she remembers that A few days later, she heard some scratching noises. There was no moon that night. And eventually, very quickly, in the middle of the night, there came a lot of gunfire. And she just kind of hid under her blanket. And then came a voice, Jessica. And she said, it sounded like her baby brother. No one had called her by her name in 93 days. And then she saw there were some hands that began to grab at that blanket and she began to fight those those hands and a voice came and said, "Jessica, stop fighting. We're the American military. You're safe. We're going to take you home." And she said she remembers recounting you're American. You're American. See, she was in the middle of nowhere. She was, she was wondering, how how did you get here? You know, I'm so thankful that Paul was in the middle of a storm, but yet the angel got way out to Paul in the middle of the storm. You know, God can do that. Jesus can walk on the water out into your boat in the storm. You know that in John chapter twenty and verse twenty. That Jesus, even though the doors were shut on that first Easter Sunday for fear of the Jews, Jesus appeared in the midst and God was right there in the middle of the disciples. He doesn't have to come through the door. God can get to where you are. God can get to right where you are. And these Navy SEALs, they got to right where Jessica was. And they picked her up because she didn't have shoes. And they, they took off and just carried her to another point. And then, it's funny, one of the Navy SEALs said, where are your shoes, you have them? She said, no. And so he said, I'm gonna go get them. We need to walk to, the, to where the helicopter is. And Jessica said, can you get my powder bag? I guess like a small purse. When you're out there, could you bring me back my black powder bag? So this, this Navy SEAL went out and uh, came back with a suitcase. And she goes, oh, I'm sorry. That's not it. <laughs> I hate to tell you, it's not it. It's not the right bag. So he threw down the suitcase and went back out, and he brought back Jessica's powder bag. You know, that's really something that this highly trained soldier would go to get something at the request of someone that seemed inconsequential maybe to the navy seal but but it was consequential to her and so she burst into tears because it was just kind of part of her identity it was the one thing that that was that was important to her not what was in it but what it symbolized and that made me think of what jesus said to blind bartimaeus he said blind bartimaeus he said what wilt thou have me to do When Jesus is right next to you, Jesus Christ says, what can I do for you? Maybe you think, well, I wouldn't waste the Navy SEAL's time getting a powder bag. But isn't it true that Jesus Christ, when he comes to us, he says, what can I do for you? I know that it might be meaningful to you, and I don't think we should be ashamed to ask God For things that we have need of. Don't be ashamed today to cast the the privilege, that that privilege of the presence of God in the anchor of his presence. It's a privilege to ask things of Jesus Christ. And you know that today I'm thankful that you joined us and I'm going to begin to close, but we have need of the presence of God. There is a witness of the presence of God But there's also a privilege of the presence of God. Don't live below your privileges in God. Reach forward and take that privilege. And and if you don't know Him as your Savior, we're going to come to a place of prayer. And wherever you are, if you got wrapped up in the wrong things, get wrapped up in the right things and cast the anchor. Cast that anchor of the presence of God in your life. It's an anchor both sure and steadfast. It's an anchor of the soul. And let God give you what you're looking for, a peace that passes all understanding, even in the middle of your storm. There's a poem by Mary Stevenson. It said, One night a man had a dream, and he dreamed he was walking along the beach with the Lord. Across the sky flashed scenes from his life. For each scene he noticed, Two sets of footprints in the sand, one belonging to him, the other to the Lord. When the last scene of his life flashed before him, he looked back at the footprints in the sand. He noticed that many times along the path of his life, there was only one set of footprints. He also noticed that it happened at the very worst or lowest and saddest parts of his life. This really bothered him and he questioned the Lord about it. Lord? You said that once I decided to follow you, you'd walk with me all the way. But I have noticed that during the most troublesome times in my life, there's only one set of footprints. I don't understand why, when I needed you most, you would leave me. The Lord responded, my son, my precious child, I love you and would never leave you during your times of trial and suffering, when you see only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. you. Know that God will never leave you or forsake you. And they cast four anchors. Isn't it time to cast the anchor, the anchor of his presence in your life and let his presence be that wonderful peace that passes all understanding, that wonderful, we need the presence. There's a witness of this world. The world needs you to have the presence of God. And oh, it's wonderful to have the privilege of the presence of God. Whatever's going on, God's greater than whatever's going on. And if you bow your heads and close your eyes, if you're in a place where you can do that, let's find a place to pray. And and if God isn't, A presence in your life. I'm not talking about going to church, but Jesus Christ. He died on the cross. He bled so that his blood could forgive you of your sins. And all you have to do is accept the payment that he made into your life as the presence of God. And, you know, if you do that, tell someone. Contact us and tell us. And let God be an anchor in your life. God bless you is our prayer.